Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 285. Fire. 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 Incredible entrepreneurs share their inspiring journey with you every day on Entrepreneur on Fire. Prepare to ignite now. Here's your host with yet another amazing guest, John Lee Dumas. Wait a second, a dude who doesn't like to shop? Um, sounds about right. Lucky for us guys, we have Trunk Club. You'll get your own personal shopper and a trunk filled with clothes delivered straight to your front door. Check them out at trunkclub.com slash fire today. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guests today, Rob and Mish. Rob, Mish, are you prepared to ignite? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mish and Rob make boring business awesome, and they do it while traveling the world with their laptops. They've moved apartments 23 times in the last year. They blog at makingitanywhere.com to show that being a digital nomad doesn't have to mean backpacking in Bali. They invest in UK real estate and spent the first six months of their location-independent life in New York City. Giving Fire Nation a little overview, guys, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, and then give us an overview of your business. Sure, okay. Um, well, in March 2012, we quit our jobs and moved to New York for six months, just really to escape the UK for a while and figure out what we wanted to do with our lives. Uh, we thought after six months, we'd just return to London and start either freelancing or setting up a small business together. Um, but then we realized we didn't really want to go back to London, and we started hearing more and more about digital nomads. Um, and so we decided that we'd try and figure out how we could make it work. Yeah, and one of the things that really helped us out when we were trying to we figure out this whole way of life is possible was the Lifestyle Business Podcast. And I know that you've had Dan Andrews and Ian on the show before, and they were awesome interviewees, and they've been a real inspiration to us as we figured all this stuff out. Um, now, there are three kind of main prongs to what we're doing. Um, we've got Mortified Cow, which is our weirdly named client business, which is where we take, yeah, where we take um, boring businesses and we make them more profitable and more fun um, through branding, copywriting and web design. Um, then we've got our real estate investments in the UK and I present two podcasts and a blog about that. And then we've got Making It Anywhere, which is the blog where we share what we've learned about blending travel with doing work that you really love. And we're pretty kind of anomalous travelers, really. And we like to show people that there's no particular script you have to follow when it comes to this stuff and just kind of helping everyone on their way. So 23 times in the past year, you've moved apartments. What do you guys use? You use Airbnb, Craigslist. What's the strategy here? Yeah, it's mainly Airbnb. I think the only time we didn't use Airbnb was when we were in Thailand, which was a bit annoying for us because we broke our chain of Airbnb apartments. We thought we'd do a year of purely Airbnb. But yeah, mainly Airbnb. Very cool, because I actually just got back from a wonderful conference up in Portland, Oregon called the World Domination Summit that Chris Gillenbo puts on. And I got in actually a day early because I was going to compete, or not compete, but participate in a Guinness World Book of Record attempt for the most people floating down a river linked together on inner tubes that was set back in the 70s in Italy. And lo and behold, we broke it. 618 of us floated down the Willamette right on the shores of Portland, Oregon. But long story short, that was my first Airbnb experience. I got into town a night early. I needed a place, had a great experience. I love it. And I'm hooked for life, guys. 
we've had nothing nothing but great experiences, but it hasn't helped us to break any world records just yet. <laughs> so you guys are both Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, so you know we love starting with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Okay, ours is a little bit of an odd one. Um, the success quote actually comes from Transport for London, which is the organization in charge of London's public transport. And they have this message across their billboards and announcements and stuff like that. And what they say is, let passengers off the train first, please, which sounds very British. Um, and we've basically applied it to our business. And we've taken it to mean that being politeful, thoughtful, and generous goes a long way in business. And that there's real, really no need to play games or trick people or act like the world's out to get you. Well, I love that quote because you took something that was probably a very serious statement and kind of twisted it into a very applicable way to run a business and an entrepreneurial business in general. So, Mish, take it down to the ground level. How have you guys actually applied this mentality with a specific client or clients and how has it benefited you? Well, with our Mortified Cow clients, it's just really a case of trying to be thoughtful and as thoughtful as possible and thinking about their needs. So we're always sort of, we make sure that we send polite and friendly emails. We really don't go in for that whole one word answer emails, anything like that. Um, we always send them articles and photos that we think they'll like, and we're just constantly in touch with them and always being friendly. And it just makes for a really nice client relationship. And it just also means that they're confident that they can refer us to others as well. So we love specific stories, Rob or Mesh, either or. We'd love to hear an actual story, a specific example of how you've utilized this and, and how it's been beneficial for you. We had a client who was really into yoga and um, raw food and, and sort of healthy food products. And she was creating a healthy food product um, and we were doing the sort of the brand messaging around it. And we knew what she was really into and really interested in. So we'd always send her articles that we'd read about it. And we'd always sort of, whenever we came across um, brands that we thought she'd be interested in, we'd send her photos, that sort of thing. And it just meant that we were always on her radar. She always knew that we were thinking about her and thinking about the work that we were doing with her. And it just, it, it made for a really nice relationship. And she did go on to refer us to quite a few other clients. I think that's the key thing. It's like what just, just kind of delivering the work at the end in delivering what you said you were going to do is not enough. People need to have a bit of an experience and there needs to be a relationship there. And that's, that's kind of where I think the referrals come from and where people will really enthuse about you. Having, doing great work is essential, but you've got to do more about that as well. And that's where that quote comes into play. Yeah, and that just brings to mind the book Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea, where at Zappos, sometimes they just over-deliver. Sometimes it'll toss in another pair of shoes just to really give that wow experience. So they start being talked about in the referrals, and there's nothing better than that warm referral from a satisfied customer. You can do all the advertising in the world, but if somebody's friend says to them, wow, have you heard about these guys? This is what they did. That is what resonates, and that's just slams the door on all of your competition. So love that story. Love how you guys apply it. And now let's talk about failure because Entrepreneur Fire is about the journey. You guys have definitely struggled a lot with moving 23 times. There's a lot of struggles to go on there. I mean, there's things to be packed and you lose stuff and there's passports and there's visas and there's, I mean, there's so many things to go into just that in one year, let alone your journey. So Pull out one specific time when you failed or when you faced a massive challenge. How did you guys overcome that? 
You're exactly right. There is all that logistical stuff. There's all the moving, the packing, the visas, the flights. And while all that was happening, we were trying to build a business, right. which we'd never done, which we had never really done in this way before either. So when we were first doing this, um, the first kind of iteration of the business we came up with wasn't Mortified Cow. It was, it was just like a copywriting service. And we tried to make it appeal to everyone in the whole world, which is such a classic beginner entrepreneur mistake. So classic. And yeah, and like the whole messaging is like, you see, you know, you see those websites where it's like, you know, whether you're a small, medium or large business, we have the solutions for you. And it just doesn't speak to anyone specifically. It's, it was not quite that bad, but it was almost that bad. <laughs> and because we had no idea who we were targeting, we really struggled to find any clients at all. So we kind of, we threw up a website, but we had no hope of getting any traffic to this website because it was just way too general what we were saying. And the clients that we did manage to get only cared about price because we hadn't demonstrated any expertise in a particular thing that would allow us to charge a higher amount. And so that meant that we just weren't making enough money and we weren't exactly excited by the work that we were doing. And I just remember so many times where we were, we were just sitting there in a, in a strange place in a new apartment again, surrounded by all our stuff. thinking, What are we doing? How are we going to actually make enough money out of this? And this kind of this isn't really the freedom we signed up for. And we, we did learn pretty soon how important it is to niche down your offer and attract only certain types of business um, because the best clients are the ones who know what they want and that they know that they want you. Um, so now we're far more tightly focused than we were at the beginning. So our motto is no more boring businesses and we focus on helping small businesses and solopreneurs set themselves apart from the competition by having more personality and more fun with their brand. And we make sure that we focus only on those people because those people, when they come to our website and they like us, they think, yes, this is me. This, this is, these people are talking to me. Love that. And one great theme that we hear over and over again in Entrepreneur on Fire is niche down, then niche down again, and then niche till it hurts. I mean, you literally <laughs> want to be known for one thing. So whenever anybody's talking about that one thing, your names have to come up because you guys dominate that niche. So let me ask you a question. If you could wake up tomorrow morning and there'd be an email sitting in your account from the, your perfect client, who would that perfect client look like? What would they be? And what would that email say? It would be from somebody who owns like a small accountancy firm or a real estate firm, or it, it's basically a firm in a really generic industry or an industry where there are lots of competitors, where they know that they really want to set themselves apart from everyone else in their industry. And that's what we love, that we, we love finding ways to make those companies different from everybody else. And having been through this whole thing ourselves with with niching it down and everything else, we're now obsessed with helping our clients do that because we don't want anyone else to make that mistake because we know what it's like. And so for us, like the more kind of boring and generic and full of competition the things are that we're working for, the, the more we enjoy it because that's a real challenge to kind of bring out the personality of the business owner and show how they're unique from everyone else. And like you say, if you kind of create that, that totally unique angle, then the competition is irrelevant because you're the only person who can do exactly what you do. Wow. Well, let me tell you a quick little story from my end. So just a couple days ago, my girlfriend and I, we were sitting around, we're like, 
All right, let's order some Thai food. It's been a long time since we've had some Pad Thai. So we pull up Google Maps. We type in the word Thai and the maps surrounding Pacific Beach in San Diego where we live. About 10 different Thai food places popped up. And we went to each one of those websites to try to see who we were going to go with. And every single website was horrible and it was not able to be navigated and there was playing horrendous music that you literally just had to like X out just to stop playing that music. It was like nobody got it. Like nobody understood that the user experience was horrible and we ended up going to get sushi because all the Thai restaurants (laughs) were horrendous. I mean, that's a great example for the listeners that man, if I wasn't just 100% in with Entrepreneur on Fire and was consuming all of my time, I could just go around to these 10 different Thai restaurants and say, do you guys want to dominate your competition? This is how you do it and do that for them. And you guys have done that in your different industries. So share with Fire Nation one quick example of a way that you've really helped one client specifically stand out in their niche. Well, one that we really enjoyed working on was um, what in the UK is called an estate agent. It's really a realtor for American listeners. And they're a classic example of where... Their websites all look the same. And the, all the kind of stuff that they're saying is all the same. It's all about their years of experience and how they know the market better than anyone else. It's all identical. And we started working with this firm who were really, they were, we had to work on them a little bit, but they were pretty much up for doing something a bit different. And looking at their existing website, it was just really hard to reconcile that with them as people because they were really fun and engaging people. And so we kind of helped them to bring that through in the site and like they were kind of positioning themselves as the as the underdog and so we kind of rewrote it so they were kind of taking a pop and kind of mocking some of the the same old phrases that you see on everyone else's website and that just, and there was some of the stuff that's on there it's just like so it's just so unexpected it's not what you'd expect to see on a realtor's website and that means that as you're kind of like a someone who's looking for someone to to list your home with you've probably got like 15 browser tabs open you're looking at all these different people all claiming exactly the same thing as soon as you see something a little bit different that's going to catch your attention and that's exactly what we were trying to trying to do for this client because it's just so easy to blend into the background and people's attention span online is so, so short. You need to just have that one little unexpected thing that breaks the pattern and they go, oh, that's a bit different. And then you've hooked them. It does. It definitely makes them sort of makes people stay on the site for longer. Um, as soon as they go on to these sorts of different sites in, in these in these industries, and the site's a bit different, um, it immediately catches their eye because it doesn't look like everything else. And then when you read the text, and the text is different, it keeps them interested. And we found that that's a great way for, for small companies to get more business. Yeah, and the classic one is like the about us page, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's always the the one that you write. Um, really, really quickly when you first start the business or whatever, you don't really want to do it. You don't know what to say. And it just stays there untouched for years. But it's probably the same for you as it is for us. But whenever we look at a website, uh, About Us is one of the first things we look at. Oh, yeah. And it, it really helps you get a feel for, for you want to know who the person is behind this company. And just the way we've, we've like rewritten those for people. And we've seen that like the time on that page has doubled. And people are clicking, through, clicking straight from there through to make inquiries. And you, you see the results because people just want to know. Like if, if you'd been looking at all your Thai restaurants and one of them, <laughs> there'd been like a picture of the chef and it talks yeah. about his. About his journey and what he's trying to do with his food, you'd be there, right? 
I'd be there right now eating pad thai instead of sushi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a good about page goes a lot further than that rubbish music that they play yeah. on those sites. <laughs> so, Mish, what's one clear lesson that you guys learned from that failure that you had of not niching down? What's one just clear lesson that you can share with us? A clear lesson is just don't be afraid to niche down. So many people worry that they're going to be losing out on um, a share of the market if they're only focusing on a very, very, very tight niche. But the market is big enough to handle it. And it does mean that you get these excited clients who trust you and who know that you're perfect for them. And it's the best thing that you can do with your company. Yeah. And I think that the way to really force yourself to do it, because we knew all this stuff, we knew about niching it down, we still didn't do it. But the way to force yourself to do it is to kind of to think about how you're going to find your target market. Because if, if you're trying to reach everyone like we were, like we just like, okay, well, we could work with anyone, but how do you find anyone? It's really hard to do. But then if we'd said, okay, we're only going to write for Thai restaurants in this city, well, then, it, then it's obvious how you find them because there'll be huge lists of them. You can walk down the street and find them. There'll be trade associations and stuff like that or other suppliers who supply to those people who can get you in through the door. And the, I think that's a good way of knowing when you've got a tight enough group you can you can think of like five clear ways of getting hold of them, whereas if you could, if you're just targeting anyone, then you're kind of just sort of sitting there updating your LinkedIn profile and hoping something's going to drop into your lap. And then those Thai restaurants that are in the area that see that one Thai restaurant with this great interface and this great user experience, and they start seeing their own sales drop off, they're going to come rushing to you and say. OMG, let's get on this. How can mm-hmm. I work with you guys? You guys obviously get it. Get me back up to par level. So Rob, Mish, I love talking about naming stories when it's appropriate. Entrepreneur on fire. For me, I knew I wanted the word entrepreneur in there. I didn't know how I was going to fit it in exactly. But then one day I was just making a shake in the other room and Sports Center was on and Stuart Scott goes, he's on fire talking about a basketball <laughs> player hitting a three-point shot. And I was like, That's it. Entrepreneur on fire. Everybody gets what it means to be on fire. That's my naming story. What's the mortified cow story? I got to hear this. Oh, no, Rob's going to make me say this one. (laughs) There there isn't really much of a story. We were just trying to come up with a name. And I said, I think I said, let's have an animal. Let's have cow because that sounds funny. And then we were just trying to think of a name to come before cow and then I said how about mortified cow and that was basically it there's no real sort of history or background to it it was just yeah that was it See, but, I, thought, I thought you guys were going to be driving down the road there'd be a cow just like blocking your way you'd <laughs> slam on the brakes and then like you'd see the cow look at you and then Mish was going to be like that's one mortified cow <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we might actually use that as our reason because I think we're a bit embarrassed with our reason yeah you should yeah, we, Fire Nation was just pretty disappointed <laughs> until I saved the day there. But let me say, though, that there was a sort of a logic behind it. But in that, it can't, the name acts as a filter. Like yes, if, if someone doesn't, if someone thinks that's really stupid, then they're not going to work for it with us. They're not going to be interested. And that's great because they're not the kind of person we walk, walk they wanna, we want to work with anyway. That is an initial qualifier. You're so right. That yeah. makes so much sense. Yeah. We always wanted to have a name that would definitely put people off. It was just a case of finding the name <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> 
So let's move into another part of your journey. Just like you share with us the challenges and the failures you've had when you weren't focused on niching down and speaking to a particular audience, you did have different aha moments along the way. One of them obviously be, let's niche down. Share with us another aha moment that you've had and how you guys turned it into success. It started when we started to get our first client leads through our respective blogs. So like, for example, with my real estate blog, very soon after starting it, I landed a, a big web development job for us and a copywriting job for us as a result of people who'd found me through this blog. And that was never the intention of the blog in the slices. And so that kind of got us thinking, like, the more stuff we put up there for free with no expectation of anything in return, it seemed like the better results we get. And so from that original realization, we started doing more and more. So I started my podcast where I interview um, property investment experts, and that led to a whole load more opportunities and like even indirectly ended up with talking to you now. And I think that was a real aha moment because it made us think like we're we're pretty bad at a lot of stuff. We're pretty bad at networking and social media and traditional sales and loads of stuff, but we're good at creating entertaining and useful content that helps people and builds trust with them. And realizing that that was our unique strength and we didn't have to worry about the other stuff and we could use that strength to our advantage, that was a real aha moment, even though it kind of crept, us, crept up on us gradually over a couple of months rather than being one specific bolt from the blue. And it's such a relief for us because we feel like we're so bad at promoting ourselves because, well, we're British and so we're never going to be that great at it. Um, so it's just really nice to know that there's a kind of side way in because we'd always been told that it's all down to networking and social media and stuff like that. And it, it is definitely, but it's nice to know that there are other ways of reaching people as well. Love that. So guys, let's move into your current business right now. You have a lot of things going on, 23 different moves in the past year. You have a great blog, Making It Anywhere. There's podcasts. There's a book. I mean, there's a lot of things. Share with Fire Nation one thing that is really exciting you guys right now. You're going to have to let us have one thing each because like you say, there's a lot going on, but we'll, we'll make it quick. I promise. Definitely. Hey, that's the benefit of having two guests is you guys can each share one. Okay, cool. Um, well, I think one of them is definitely we've got um, a little free downloadable PDF coming out on our Mortified Cow website. And it consists of loads of annotated images and photos to give examples of how other businesses are making themselves less boring and how they're standing out from the competition. And um, it's all based around the key principles that we think matter when it comes to making your company stand out and have a personality and attract the right clients, etc. Um, and it's just kind of to give people inspiration for what they can do with their own business, even if they're in quite an ordinary industry like accountancy or real estate. And so we're really excited because it's a beautifully designed little PDF and it'll be available for free to download from the site. And it's the whole giving stuff away thing again. Yeah, totally. Which seems to, seems to really work for us. And then I think the one that's exciting me the most is uh, um, over on Making It Anywhere, which is our blog about kind of entrepreneurship and travel and business. We're putting the finishing touches to our first course, um, which is actually teaching people how to build a client-facing business while traveling the world, which is what we've done. And that's the topic that we get more questions about than anything else. So we wanted to kind of take those questions and answer them all in a structured video course where people kind of follow along and get to an outcome at the end. And it's kind of a, a framework that blends what's worked for us 
along with other things that we've learned from all the podcasts and books that we've read and everything else. And we're, we're really excited about helping people do that. And we're really ha- excited about helping people to start service businesses in general, because it feels like services are always seen as second class behind products um, and the whole like four hour work week, just kind of sell stuff and lie on the beach thing. But we really like service businesses, especially when you're starting out because you get to make more money more quickly for a start because like, you might only take two clients to replace your day job and then you're free. Or, and, but then also you get to learn exactly what your target market wants because you're talking to your target market constantly. And it's like with that knowledge that you can then kind of figure out what products you can sell them and, so, and other things that they might want in future. So we get loads of questions about that. And this, it's, it's the first kind of thing that we're actually going to be selling through making it anywhere. So it's going to be really exciting to see how that goes. Well, I can tell you guys straight up that your blog is a blast. And even myself, who's pretty stationary, I mean, I've moved every two years really for the last... 15 years of my life. So I definitely make moves. But once I do plant my flag somewhere, I'm usually there for a couple years at a minimum. I still really get a lot out of it. There's so much to learn. So I definitely would suggest any entrepreneur on fire listener right now, go check it out. There's a lot of really fun content at makingiteverywhere.com. Let's break in real quick to thank our sponsor. Wait a second, Fire Nation. Did you just tell me that you're going to the mall today to go shopping? But you hate shopping. Check this out. I've got a little secret to share with you. Trunk Club is an awesome outfitting service for men who are all about looking good without having to do the shopping themselves. Trunk Club will hook you up with your own personal shopper who will scour the earth looking for your perfect outfits. Then they'll send you a trunk filled with clothes right to your front door so you can check it out and get on with your life. Don't like something they send? Just send it back at no additional charge. Don't waste another day at the mall when you absolutely hate shopping. Let Trunk Club handle your wardrobe. They've got high-end brands and top-notch customer service, so I know you won't be disappointed. Head to trunkclub.com slash fire today. So guys, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? For me, I've, got, I've actually always been, been entrepreneurial, even when I was at school and stuff, but I'd always just dabbled, and I'd never had the guts to go all in on something. And I think the thing that was actually holding me back was being on my own, and Having a partner has kind of given me the confidence to do something new and turn my back completely on what I was doing before, move to a new place, move to constant new places, and try doing something completely different. And it's like having someone to bounce ideas off and get excited with and everything else. That's just been really huge for me. And I've got huge respect for anyone who does the whole entrepreneurship thing or the digital nomad thing or both on their own because... I just don't think think I could do it. It's like having having that support is has been huge for me. We probably should have should have mentioned that we're married, and so we like we we spend like, we, we we spend like twenty two hours a day together, and we just we work together, we hang out together, we do everything, and that's I don't know. I get I guess from that kind of having that safety zone and having someone to always talk to about stuff has really got me over whatever fear I had of going all in. 
So what do you do the other two hours of the day? <laughs> Listen to Entrepreneur on Fire. <laughs> there you go. You guys go on separate walks on different parts of the city with Entrepreneur on Fire, just away from each other. That's pretty much it, actually. Yeah. We do. We both go out for jogs in the morning. And yeah, I always listen to Entrepreneur on Fire and a few other podcasts, and Rob does the same. Well, you guys are the best. So Rob, what's the best advice you've ever received? I can't remember where I heard it first, but the best piece of advice I've heard is people care about having their problems solved. They don't care about the process. And that's something that I heard Patrick McKenzie and Ramit Sethi talking about recently. It's like, if you're a programmer and you see yourself as a freelance programmer, you focus on the process. So you'd be talking to a prospect and you'd be like, I'll build you a website and it'll use Ruby on Rails and it'll take me 20 hours and I'll charge you $1,000. And the client is just sitting there just going, well, I don't know if that's good or not. I don't know what Ruby on Rails is. Whereas if you kind of think about the end result, you position yourself as a consultant and you're sort of saying to the client, okay, well, why do you want a website? And what's your objective? And what's a successful website worth to your company? And as a result, like you end up with a client who's happy to pay more and they're delighted because they understand what it is, the result that you're going to get rather than the process. And the other day, I had exactly the situation because like I was on Elance and I was trying to hire someone to design up a PDF for me. And I had all these responses, which, which were just like, I'll use Adobe Illustrator and I've got a MacBook Pro and there'll be this many pages. And I was like, I don't care. Just like convince me that you understand the problem I've got and you've got the skills to solve it for me. And in the end, I chose someone who did that in their pitch. Even though she was twice as expensive as the average bid, I still chose her. And that's kind of the essence of this advice, I think. If you focus on the solution you take the time to really understand someone's problem and you talk about your product or service in terms of how you can solve that problem, you're far more likely to win the job in the first place and you can charge higher prices. So that's been like really huge for us. So Mish, what is one specific action that listeners can take in the next 24 hours that will bring them one step closer to their dreams? The one piece of advice that I would give if people wanted to sort of start following their dreams now um, it would be for a start don't don't worry too much about your passion don't worry about what you're passionate about you know lots of people say follow your passion if you're passionate about coffee or rock climbing you don't necessarily want to have businesses in those things because you won't get to be drinking coffee or doing rock climbing most of the time so it's all about finding what your skills are and what sort of work you enjoy doing and if you sort of we, we sort of help people by getting them to write lists of, of what they actually the work they enjoy doing the skills they have the sort of the qualities that they can bring to a business and just sort of whittling it down from there Absolutely. And the book E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerbers is a great exclamation point on that comment. It's how sometimes following your passion only can turn into you hating that passion. So you definitely need to consider things from all angles and create something that you're interested in that excites you, but at the same time is a viable business. So Rob, why don't you share with us an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Something that we use heavily is something called World Time Buddy. And it's a website that helps you schedule meetings across time zones. And for us, that's crucial because yeah. a lot of the time, our client will be in one place. And over the course of a project, we'll be like moving through through like three, four different time zones. And we're always having to like think of things in terms of their time because that's all they care about. So we'll say, okay, we'll have a meeting. We'll talk to you on Skype at two o'clock. And so like, well, what, what time is two o'clock where we are now? And so it's a really great website for visually seeing what time it is in different places. And the really cool thing is 
if you're scheduling a call with multiple people in different parts of the world, you can send them a link that shows them the, the, meet, the time of the meeting in everyone's local time. And we found that like, before we found this, we had all these like email back and forth. It's just like, okay, well, you know, what, what time is it your time? And are you on daylight savings or is this happening or whatever? And, and it's like, this has kind of totally put a stop to it. So world time buddy has nice. been awesome. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we mentioned in today's episode at entrepreneuronfire.com slash Rob and Mish. If you could recommend one book, Mish, for our listeners, what would it be? Um, this is actually um, another free book, so it just goes to show the power of free. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> it's by FreshBooks, which is, um, does online invoicing for small businesses. And they've got a free PDF download from their site, which is called Breaking the Time Barrier. Um, and it's all about learning to charge what you're really worth. And it gave us so much more confidence to base our prices on value rather than the time that each project takes. Um, and it's, we were always doing that, but this has kind of really cemented it in our mind that, that this is the way you charge. Wonderful. Nice. Well, we will put that resource on the show notes page as well. And being Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, you guys know what's coming up next. My favorite question. It's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Firstly, I think so many people go on, come onto Entrepreneur on Fire and they say throw a party. Um, and <laughs> by that way, you find opportunities and you network and stuff like that. And that's totally right. And I wish I could say that we would do the same, but we just know that we really wouldn't um, because it's just not what we're good at. Nice, no, but I think what the what we'd be doing is like using the skill set that we've built up, and that's the really awesome thing about entrepreneurship. Like you build a skill set that you can put into action, even if everything's taken taken away from you. And I think for us, we'd start by identifying a topic that excites us, a topic that's important to people, and where they're poorly served by the market at the moment. And then we'd probably need to spend about $100 on getting a microphone and hosting and a WordPress theme. And then we just start blogging and podcasting like crazy and like making that, that blog and the podcast really personal, like having stories and a strong voice and loads of photos of us. And so people would make a real connection. And then if we've got money left over, then we can use that on Facebook ads or something to drive traffic to that. But by doing that, it's not going to be a huge win. It's not going to solve all the problems overnight, but it would definitely work because it's providing value for people. And I think if you provide value around a topic that's of enough importance to people, there are countless ways to make money from that. Maybe not in the first month or two, but if you're providing really, really awesome stuff with a unique voice, people can relate to you and people get a lot out of it. There are ways to make money and it's not going to take as much time as you think necessarily. And also our food and shelter is taken care of. So we've got time for it to start working. You guys can just relax, do your thing on your schedule, keep bopping to Airbnbs because everyone's going to say, oh, Robin Mish, well, your food and shelter is taken care of, so it's free. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Love it, guys. Well, listen, I have truly enjoyed hearing your journey and it's just great to see that there are people out there that are taking just their life by the reins and driving their sleigh into different countries, into different areas and cultures and doing it on their schedule. So thank you for sharing that and give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. 
Well, a parting piece of guidance would be, if you want to be an entrepreneur, just start something. Um, because you won't know what you're doing. You won't know whether you're doing something right or wrong until you've actually started it. And it's really better than doing nothing and waiting or waiting for everything to be perfect. It won't ever be perfect. So just start something. Yeah. And as you go, it might feel like you're not making any progress. Like we've, we've spent a lot of time feeling like we're not making any progress. We work, work really, really hard and put loads of stuff out there. And sometimes it just feels like nothing's happening. But then it's when you look back a year later that, that you think, oh, I've really learned a huge amount here and things have happened. And that's just really, really powerful. So to get hold of us, um, best way of doing that is through our blog, I suppose, which is makingitanywhere.com. And if you want to see what we're doing for clients, then it's mortifiedcow.com. Wonderful. Well, Rob and Mish, Fire Nation's well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about in today's episode at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab and they'll find you guys in the archives. Rob and Mish, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. 100% support, monthly webinars, giveaways, an annual meetup, a private forum, private email access to me, your success stories being highlighted on Entrepreneur on Fire. These are all the things you'll get when you join Fire Nation Elite, a tribe of like-minded individuals who have banded together to form a powerful community. Speaking from experience, this type of community is priceless. Find out for yourself by applying at FireNationElite.com and schedule your 15-minute chat with me today. And now let's take a minute to thank our five-star reviews, TicketFish.com, Rocketman1960, The Dad of My Kids, Raheem Rasul, Masters Inc., Angry Gamer 698 Kyle Burke, Disappointed Raj, and R.C. McKay. Thank you so much for supporting Entrepreneur on Fire, and I look forward to thanking everybody who does the same. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com. Your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.